Uh, I think we are good to go. Okay, climate um, awareness on a very important issue: energy efficiency and conservation. This webinar is in collaboration with NECA. It is basically NECA's initiative. In Pakistan, the idea of energy conservation and demand management has not remained popular in our energy strategies. This is, there is also a lack of general awareness of its overall benefits. So a very useful and timely topic to discuss. So without wasting a time, let me invite Ms. Anusha Sherazi from NICA to start the session. Over to you, uh, Anusha. Um, thank you so much, Afia. I'll just uh, turn on the video as well. Um, so, uh, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, dear students, faculty, and management of uh, Pakistan Institute of Development Economics, uh, distinguished participants, and technical experts from NICA, Assalamualaikum. Uh, I welcome you all to the seminar series on energy efficiency and conservation in Pakistan. Today, the focus of our discussion is around policy, innovation, and climate change mitigation. Um, to begin the proceedings, I would start with a brief introduction for NICA. The National Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority is an authority established under the Ministry of Energy Power Division and serves as a federal focal agency mandated for initiating, catalyzing, and coordinating all energy conservation activities in different sectors of the economy. The everyday inefficient use of energy in Pakistan at various sectors, including industry, agriculture, building, transport, and energy, puts huge pressure on the overall energy resources in the country. In addition, with the growing energy need for the increasing population of the country, it is expected that the existing energy supply to the various sectors would not be able to meet the criteria for sustainable energy use demand. For this purpose, it is imperative to streamline an effective energy efficiency and conservation framework. In the given context, Nika has organized an awareness raising webinar on energy efficiency and conservation in Pakistan in collaboration with PIDE to highlight Pakistan energy, Pakistan's energy woes and to increase public awareness on the issue. Uh, now I would request the national project manager, um, actually head of the technical unit for uh, National Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority, Mr. Asad Mahmood, uh, to start with the proceedings and introduce Nika and have a few words with us on energy efficiency and conservation. Ji, um, alaikum ji. Uh, thank you very much, Nushe. Uh, uh, dear participants and eminent speakers in today's session, I welcome you uh, on behalf of National Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority in this today's session. Uh, and uh, specifically, um, uh, the session is uh, uh, arranged with PIDE uh, and, and it shows the importance that uh, how important the energy efficiency is in context of uh, uh, like uh, economic indicators uh, for Pakistan as well. And uh, there are so many avenues which we need to explore. And uh, during our discussion, like uh, for many participants which are uh, like coming online uh, for the first time uh, on this specific session. Uh, so uh, I'll be just starting off with the basics that the National Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority is working under the administrative control of Ministry of Energy Power Division and uh, uh, its uh, legislation uh, was passed in 2016. And there are five sectors in which uh, our thrust uh, is uh, basically going on. Uh, we, are, we are carrying out various activities in power sector, industry, agriculture, transport, and buildings. 
and uh, and that is not uh, the like it, it does not limit us to only these five sectors because many things are interlinked the uh, the uh, cross sectoral like we are interlinking r and d we are interlinking climate change obligations with energy efficiency and that's why like um, we have like uh, set up a goal uh, under our conservation strategy um, energy efficiency conservation strategy to uh, reap the low um, hanging fruit um, in context of saving by saving three million tons of oil equivalent uh, by various interventions in different sectors. Be be uh, and uh, just I just initially told you that uh, there are the, the ongoing activities are some of the ongoing activities which are we uh, which you might uh, be hearing about like a conversion of uh, brick kilns to energy efficient kilns in, in context of climate change and smoke, where we played a vital initial role in bringing this technology from an energy efficiency perspective. Similarly, the standardization and um, establishment of the accredited laboratories um, through various and through our uh, various partners and strengthening them as well, enhancing their capabilities and directly or indirectly uh, there has been a job generation in context of energy efficiency. And as uh, we say that um, the organic growth of energy efficiency is something which we have already witnessed in the past decade. Like, um, like one of the example is the conversion of your RGBs or CRT based monitors to LCC, LCD or LED based and similarly technology and uh, the, the retrofitting or conversion or transition from incandescent bulbs to the CFLs. And now in, within last 10 years, as you see the, 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 the movement towards LEDs and, and similarly in turn context of energy efficiency, we are getting more service values out um, now uh, and uh, with minimum uh, uh, power rating or energy rating of various appliances, which we use in our daily household uh, at household levels and at the end of the day in every sector where we are providing our services. And uh, I think like um, our other speakers are also like going to um, share some idea on um, how uh, they think uh, like the energy intensity, um, uh, what is the going to be the impact of energy efficiency initiatives on the energy intensity? Because on one side, the present scenario is we are getting surplus in our energy um, uh, like power capacity availability and uh, how to use it effectively. Um, like uh, it's not only about saving of energy we aim at, but also enhancing the productivity of uh, various industrial units and various other um, like in service sector and in industrial sector, in fact. And that is something which, which we are aiming at uh, in, from the lens of sustainable development goals, SDG 7, and other NDCs, um, which in which Nika is like taking a leading role as well in the mitigation group, uh, like redefining and revising the national determined contributions, and uh, um, already uh, approaching various uh, international platforms to give a handholding and um, to make sure that we are in line with what's going on at international fora, and uh, and uh, and we also like um, know that the, an academic, the academy has to play its role as well. And because in under our act, special stance or uh, uh, provision has been kept for the R&D uh, research and development and pilot projects and things like that. And that's why we have supported various educational institutes as well uh, in, uh, uh, in enhancing their capacity in, in context of energy efficiency. And uh, we are still uh, aiming at uh, guiding different students and different faculty members 
and um, uh, and that is how like we are like trying to pitch uh, at international level because our projects not only have opened job avenues locally but also internationally uh, through our projects which we have won after submitting of our proposals at international level because it's now competition based environment everywhere and uh, the developing countries also have to compete uh, at international forum and it's not only that directly you can get the grants you have to have the uh, submit your proposals in such a way that they go uh, like they are given due consideration and uh, and uh, and it should be submitted after fulfillment of all the codal formalities and with all the stakeholders in loop so uh, we are making sure uh, that um, the strategic collaboration goes on uh, and um, and outreaching um, like um, various other you know, public sector entities which are already with us and uh, this uh, megawatt hours concept is something we are pitching uh, right now like uh, the two initiatives ongoing initiatives which you will be uh, like reading about or listening in the newspapers listening in the uh, like electronic channels about uh, uh, the captive power plant energy audits which are one of the energy guzzlers the gas shortage is coming up so we are aiming at not only the electrical appliances but also the thermal appliances to enhance their efficiency and to ensure the pro and prolong prolonging the availability of the natural resources what we have and uh, and uh, and lessening the burden on our foreign reserves by importing less fossil fuel and ultimately it's going to be translated into ghg emission reduction uh, at the end of the day so um, like as we say that um, uh, saving of one unit is better than generation of three units even though the solar is there it's free source of energy but still like um, effective use of energy is something like behavioral aspects uh, resource efficiency concepts and um, uh, looking energy efficiency from different perspectives uh, our role of communication role of it uh, management information systems and standardization so that is something um, like we would like to uh, unfold to or to start up various economic activities and definitely and also to boost the export sector through harmonization of standards so i will just like um, uh, like to uh, well like uh, hold up hold my horses over here and uh, let us give the chance to our other eminent speakers to uh, chip their ideas and uh, uh, energy efficiency being the first fuel which is not used is the purest form of fuel uh, which we aim at and uh, and and it has a, it, it it is one of the main component over which the economic um, uh, uh, prosperity of the countries depend in terms of energy security as well. Uh, thank you very much. Um, thank you so much, Asit. Um, so now um, I'm going to invite Dr. Nadeem Javed, who is the former chief economist at uh, Planning Commission. Uh, Dr. Saab, are you able to hear us? Dr. Saab, would you, would you like to turn on your video maybe? So over to you, Dr. Saab, uh, please uh, carry on. Thank you, uh, Ms. Anusha. And thank you to Nika as well for uh, extending this opportunity to share some thoughts on this very important topic. So as uh, 
uh, in your concept note, it's already been highlighted that Pakistan has a potential to save uh, almost uh, three months of uh, ton oil equivalent uh, energy. That's uh, 10 to 15% uh, of the total, uh, you could say that consumption in Pakistan. Uh, that is a lot uh, in that context that uh, we can conserve or efficiently uh, use uh, primary and uh, then uh, primary energy and as well as some uh, um, uh, power uh, which is over there uh, from this uh, primary uh, energy consumption in Pakistan. So in that context, I have three uh, uh, very important uh, points to highlight, um, uh, keeping in view the time paucity, uh, as I have been given 10 minutes uh, to speak about uh, these issues. So in that regard, uh, I think when it comes to uh, the primary energy uh, efficiency or conservation, then the transport sector plays an important role. Uh, and you would be, uh, amazed to know that uh, once we uh, carried out the study at the planning commission uh, in, uh, in the previous uh, regime, that shows that there is a potential to improve the uh, productivity in uh, transport sector uh, by uh, uh, to, uh, to the extent that it can contribute 5% to the GDP uh, on the horizon of five to seven years. So then 5% uh, contribution to GDP by the transport sector uh, has a huge uh, potential. And the, mainly the reasons uh, are of two types. The first of all, we have very old uh, buses for public transport. And you could see the, uh, this in most of the cities and particularly in Karachi. Or where, I mean, yet you can find some of the buses which are even uh, first time they came on the road even before the existence of Pakistan and yet they are continuing to I mean use them on, on uh, for the public transportation over there and eventually they cause a lot of pollution besides uh, their uh, fuel consumption is almost two to three times uh, of uh, what if you are going to uh, put them uh, or discard them and going to place them, uh, place a new buses uh, instead of them. But eventually it would not be an easy solution because those who are owners, they are earning their bread and butter uh, out of those, uh, I mean, all uh, activities. Government have to, I mean, give them some alternative or at least uh, support them to, to have some, uh, I mean, uh, arrangement with the banks and some uh, kind of uh, subsidization on the interest rate. And besides, uh, then we have similarly uh, the cars, personal vehicles, uh, if you look at, in Pakistan, we have, I mean, uh, very old uh, cars and uh, personal vehicles. And unfortunately, there is no inspection mechanism uh, for, uh, normally, if you look at then in Western Europe, uh, if you have a car, older than 10 years, uh, then every two years you have to go for an inspection. You have to get the, uh, the, the certification that it's not causing the pollution that is over and above that uh, level, which has been set for uh, these kind of vehicles. And similarly, it's uh, uh, fuel consumption is also up to that level, which has been the kind of a standard uh, in that country. 
but unfortunately we are lagging on uh, both aspects so neither we have these standards for the old uh, buses and old vehicles uh, personal vehicles and so do we don't have any kind of an inspection uh, mechanisms uh, even so for that uh, the cng which is being used in most of the uh, i mean personal vehicles and those are mostly old uh, vehicles in pakistan uh, even there is a regulation that every uh, after 5 years once you have installed that uh, cng cylinder in your uh, personal vehicle then after first time after 5 years you have to go for inspection and then every 2 years you have to go for an inspection and that's for the I mean, security aspect that it's not going to uh, be it's, it's not going to burst it's not going to uh, i mean uh, cause any other kind of a risk but unfortunately if uh, you are going to ask most of your friends and colleagues and even in your family most of the people do, they don't know and they never get inspected Uh, by that relevant uh, uh, agency or uh, authority in pakistan so these are the key aspects that which are needed first of all for the transport sector as and i mentioned that it has the highest potential uh, keeping in view that uh, uh, it can it can contribute over, over the period of i mean 5 to 7 years uh, its contribution could be i mean 5% of the of the of the of the gdp and then another issue is uh, when it comes to i mean efficiency uh, then you could see that uh, if you are traveling in the cities then this traffic congestion uh, and cloggings on the on on the road are also one of the of the reasons that uh, for the same uh, commute if you are spending 2 uh, uh, liters Uh, then you have to spend at least uh, 2.5 or 2.8 liters and the, the reason being that uh, most of the time in the name of uh, security or safety if the, the even if you could compare i mean in, in islamabad this kashmir highway you have six lane uh, highway and then eventually when you have to enter into the city then then the security guards or the police they have barred at least three lines or four lines and only two lines are uh, possible that through which you can pass through so now of course it's is a is a security measure but once since you have this safe city project cameras and so many other things then i mean i don't know now what's the uh, what's the problem that uh, at that congestion point then at least you have to wait for 7 to 12 minutes or 7 to 10 minutes that that's also causing then uh, when it comes to energy efficiency that's causing a, a lot of loss uh, while you are standing there and simply you are moving slowly and then another reason is that uh, the kind of this lane uh, management and most of the time people got license they are using this uh, i mean uh, they are driving by themselves but eventually if you look at then the motorbikes and some other i mean uh, small uh vehicles and particularly in lahore and karachi uh, uh this these i mean chinchis this are kind of a new phenomena and uh, it fall neither in vehicle category nor in i mean two wheeler nor in three wheeler uh, rickshaw but eventually they are a good means of transportation but eventually they are not being trained and there there is no discipline Uh, that that could be created uh, for these kind of uh, vehicles and then they are the traffic pacifiers uh, that's a kind of a term that's being used uh, so these traffic pacifiers uh, 
are then going to slow down the whole I mean, flow of traffic on the main arteries of the cities and eventually then going to cause a delay. And with the delay, you could imagine the kind of, I mean, if, uh, as I mentioned that instead of two liters for a same day commute, if you are using uh, 2.8 liters or 2.5 liters, then it is causing, uh, I mean, uh, uh, this efficiency problem and as well as, I mean, your transportation budget is uh, increasing without, uh, I mean, improving the mileage. So, I mean, these are the context and um, of course, some of the, the areas which I'm mentioning is not, are not going to fall uh, within the domain of the, of the NECA, but eventually uh, um, uh, Dr. Muslim can even uh, highlight these aspects and can write letters to the uh, I mean, transport authorities in, the, in these cities and as well as to some of the I mean, security agencies that uh, some of the uh, I mean, improvements uh, by uh, I mean, uh, eliminating or reducing these barriers uh, on, on the main arteries uh, could improve the lives of the citizens and besides I mean, improving the uh, I mean, uh, primary energy consumption uh, in Pakistan. So, and then when it comes to, uh, uh, this was the first point. And then the second point is about uh, electronic uh, appliances in Pakistan. Uh, now, if you could see that uh, most of the time, if you will visit the uh, electronic uh, appliances store or some uh, mega stores like uh, Metro or Hyperstar, then you would see. So the, there, there is a lot of campaign and uh, now advertise, uh, advertising that's going on that if you are going to use uh, this air condition or this uh, particular uh, uh, product, so then it's going to save you 25,000 a year or going to save you uh, 40,000 a year. And then it's marked on that appliance that uh, the energy efficiency of this product is 60%, energy efficiency of this product is 40 or 30%. And then eventually the, those who are uh, but I mean, uh, educated and well-aware uh, consumers, uh, they are going to buy uh, the products by, I mean, just looking at these labels. But unfortunately in Pakistan, there is no such agency that's going to endorse uh, these claims. Uh, those are over there. And there could be, I mean, these fake advertising uh, campaigns or failed, uh, sales uh, promotion campaigns. Uh, and eventually then then the lot of uh, price premium is attached with this uh, conservation as well. And uh, I think that needs to be uh, brought down big, big by, I mean, inculcating competition. So since now if only uh, the dollars are uh, in refrigeration particularly, and then uh, in air conditioning, a scan wood or some uh, I mean, higher uh, they are only doing uh, this, uh, that they are labeling uh, some, I mean, high energy efficiency equipment uh, by highlighting that it would save you this much money a year. So why some other players in the market are not following the same practices? If there would be a kind of a competition uh, within the, that this industry, it will bring the prices down. So since now, I mean, uh, then uh, only two or three players in the market are following these standards. So then it becomes uh, I mean, uh, uh, monopolistic competition to a kind of a monopoly-like situation because they could have some I mean, uh, cartel-like arrangement 
they are going to to have the collision that okay let's set the price for this uh, i mean 60% energy efficiency is being offered by uh, by this product so why not to to let's uh, uh, i mean fix the price and don't compete on the on the pricing feature on that particular product so i mean of course now it is the job of the competition commission of pakistan to look at that but eventually since it's not happening or at the industry contours it's happening on few products so then it becomes really difficult for the competition commission as well so the only way is that to set a minimum standard that no appliance could be there uh, in the in the market uh, until and unless it's not going to offer i mean more than 30% energy efficiency uh, particularly in refrigeration and then air conditioning and then some of the other i mean heating uh, period is very i mean uh, uh, short in pakistan and normally you require uh, it for i mean 2 to 2 and a half months and that's also in the northern part of pakistan uh, uh, of course there must also be standards but primarily i'm saying that these two industries have the highest potential and low hanging fruit uh, or were some uh, energy uh, standards if nika is going to set and then going to monitor as well then it's going to inculcate competition in this industry and then eventually it would not be possible that uh, few players who are uh, going to i mean be the leader then they could collide and can have some i mean monopoly like situation and then going to uh, charge higher prices by having some tacit uh, cartel arrangements uh, then then when it comes to uh, energy uh, conservation then i think is the behavioral change uh, uh, that matters a lot Uh, particularly uh, besides behavioral change of course there are some tools and uh, i mean now as you know that uh, uh, developments in photonics industry uh, are causing that now you have uh, sensor technology and it's quite cheap as well so now i mean we have to simply uh, guide the consumers and households uh, then most of those uh, i mean uh, areas in the home or where the, the light is not needed for a i mean long time period simply i mean if you are uh, as when we were studying abroad you would have seen that in hostels there are uh, i mean while you are climbing the stairs or coming down so there there is a kind of a small i mean red uh, button uh, with some uh, light in it you could see that okay that i i need to press this the light will be on for uh, hardly i mean uh, 40 seconds yeah, so that you can climb down or climb up the of the stairs so i mean uh, just like this uh, and similarly then the and the street lights uh, and some uh, other um, i mean uh, i mean kind of an areas over where uh, if if somebody is walking through that area then the light uh, is going to turn on uh, automatically by having the sensors and uh, once there is no activity uh, beneath those lights so simply they turn off and by having these arrangements i mean uh, i i myself am the witness when i was at lums i was the member of a greening and conservation committee over there uh, that, that was headed by the vice chancellor of the lums we, we we were six members and eventually we have chosen the first pilot project then the library uh, was costing us a lot i mean it was costing i mean just only one library in lums was costing that at that time in 2010 11 i'm talking about 11 12 Uh, it's uh, i mean energy uh, bill was uh, around uh, 
uh, 1.4 million rupees per month and then eventually when this smart uh, uh, i mean uh, lighting system was put in place and eventually it was it was a bit costly at that time uh, then we were able to reduce the uh, i mean uh, bill by 40% uh, from 1.4 to around, I mean, 8 point something, and it was roughly around 40% uh, decrease in the only library budget. And then eventually the whole model was replicated for the six, seven hostels of the Lums and uh, uh, some other than key buildings. And then the faculty uh, sitting area was also, uh, I mean, um, converted into that context. And then similarly, I, when I was associate dean in uh, Karachi School of Business, we followed the same practice over there for the entire building. And we were able to reduce the electricity bill uh, roughly around 2.2 million to around 1.5 million in uh, KSBL by putting these smart solutions uh, over there. So, but then eventually it also requires some behavioral change. Then you, you need to put I mean, uh, some uh, uh, I mean, fines for those who are not sitting in their rooms for a longer time period and their air conditioning is on, their lights are on and uh, same. Uh, so by I mean, creating some incentive and disincentive, uh, this behavioral change could be induced uh, across the masses and by educating particularly households that they can reduce their electricity bills and since keeping in view that now the electricity prices are so high. I mean, every citizen, uh, every household is, uh, I mean, uh, bothered about the, uh, I mean, electricity prices. So this is a very appropriate time that by, I mean, uh, suggesting three, four measures at the household levels and then so do, I mean, at the, uh, some recommendations for the industry and, uh, uh, for the commercial sector in Pakistan, then, then uh, it could bring Thank you, thank you so much, Tadeem sir. So with these, I mean, uh, uh, sir, sir, thank three, you. Three key observations. Sir, thank and, you so uh, much for the. Yeah, I'm concluding. If you let me, I mean, for three thirty more seconds. Please, kindly, please. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Sure. So these are the three key, uh, I think, uh, areas and uh, uh, key, key um, in, uh, my observations over where there's a lot of potential uh, over where NICA itself and then in collaboration with Competition Commission of Pakistan and then uh, with the transport authorities in Pakistan could bring a lot of uh, I mean, uh, improvement regarding energy efficiency and conservation. So I would like to thank you for your patience listening. Yes, over to you, Anusha. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Saab. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a very insightful talk uh, and it was uh, very beneficial to uh, listen to you. Um, our next uh, speaker is uh, Dr. Mariam Jalal. Uh, she is the in charge for the Department of uh, Electronics Engineering at uh, Fatma Jannah Women University. Uh, Dr. Mariam, over to you. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Saab, are you able to hear me? Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum, Dr. Saba. Are Nusha, you can you hear, hear me? Uh, Gigi, yes, I can hear you. Of course. Are you can going you, to put Can you hear up... me as well? And can you see my screen as well? We can see your screen, yes. Okay, good. Assalamualaikum. Uh, myself, Dr. Maryam Dilal. I'm working as head of department in electronic engineering, Fatma Jinnah Women University.
<clears throat> and uh, thank you so much to Ni for Nika for inviting me for today's energy efficiency and conservation talk. I'm getting my eco bag. Let me close. That's fine. Uh, so outline of my today's talk is basically I will be talking about uh, how we can uh, manage the conservation at various levels and what are the major renewable resources and uh, what are some energy efficient devices and what is the concept of energy auditing. Uh, so basically, energy conservation refers to efforts made to reduce energy conservation, energy consumption, and energy conservation can be achieved, achieved through increased efficient energy efficiency use in congestion with decreased energy consumption or reduced consumption from conventional energy resources. Uh, basically, we as individuals and we as organizations can directly play a vital role for energy, energy efficiency and conservation. So uh, as I said that industries and commercial users can play vital role in energy conservation by using energy efficiently and, and, and they can maximize their profit as well. So what are the basically energy, energy conservation at various levels? So as you can see, we have energy conservation at household level. We can have energy conservation at community level. We can have energy conservation in industry and other places, and we can have energy conservation in transportation level as well. Many of the points has already been discussed by Nadeem Saab, so I'm not going to, uh, again, I'm not going in the details because he already have discussed major of the points that are related to energy conservation in the transportation and the other organization and industrial setup as well. So what are like how we can manage energy conservation, how we can have energy conservation at household level. So basically at household level, we can have energy conservation in major appliances that are under our domestic use. Like we can have energy conservation in refrigerators. We can conserve energy in using our household ovens, in ironing, in washing machines, during the lighting and during the cooling as well. So what we can do basically, all unnecessary lights should be turned off, especially one conference room, the sector not in use. As Nadeem Saab said that we can set some standards that we can pay some, we can like put some fines or we have some penalty for the people who are not switching off their lights in the offices or in the conference room or in the classrooms. And then we can have computers, photocopiers and other business equipment should be set to their energy saving mode. We can have skylights should be used for the warehouses. We should ensure that offices having ACs that have proper windows and all other door closed when the air conditioning is in use. Uh, another thing that we can have uh, as a good energy efficiency and conservation mechanism at Pakistan is to use the renewable energy resources. We should encourage and we should use the renewable energy resources like uh, like some initiative of the solar panels and some biogases, we can use solar energy for cooking and heating should be promoted. Some projects should be conducted that involves wind energy for the community and municipal needs should be demonstrated to the whole, whole community. So use of energy and renewable energy resources should be demonstrated at the biogas programs that is also required to tell people for the efficient use of it. And uh, here in this slide, we can, you can see that we have some major energy, renewable energy resources 
that we have solar energy, we can use solar energy, we can use wind energy, hydro energy, biomass energy, geothermal energy, and biofuel energy. So as uh, this slide has already been discussed that how we can conserve energy at community level. We should not use uh, the elevators at the peak hour level. As we know that when we receive the electricity bills, it has specifically mentioned the peak hours and non-peak hours. So we should use the high elevated devices only in the non-peak hours. We can install some photoelectric controls or timers that should that could be the switch on the elect uh, high consuming electronic devices and they can work at the non-peak hours. So we can uh, we can think to develop some some locally manufactured improved cooks to cooking stove that should be used to reduce the charcoal consumption. That is, we can see the charcoal consumption is very much higher in the villages of the Pakistan. And another approach in industry that is already in place, but we need to get more focused on it. That is, we can have some energy auditing of the organizations and universities, industries. And uh, we can pro we can we can modify the process energy efficiency process, and we can introduce some more process that can enhance the energy efficiency and conservation. We can have improved measuring instruments. We can have we can improve the efficiency of the measuring instrument. We can reduce the energy load and lightning load reduction. Then it's come about the fuel consumption. As Nadeem have already talked a lot about the transportation. So this slide is about how we can reduce the fuel consumption. The car speed should be maintained as far as possible, 50 to 60 kilometer per hour. We should avoid free frequent starts and stop to reduce the fuel energy. And we also apply brakes gradually as far as possible to reduce the energy consumption. So here it conclude about the moderate driving, driving at low speeds, turning off a vehicle engine at stops rather than idling and using cruise control can definitely reduce the energy conservation, energy, uh, energy consumption at the transportation sector. As I already talked about that we should introduce some energy auditing mechanism is a systematic approach to monitor the industrial energy consumption and to find out the sources of energy waste as well. And we can design and improve the power plants design so that we can have some co-generation and capacitive power plants. And our engineering consultation services encompasses design and engineering of the co-generation and captive, captive power plants. So this is about how we can improve the, our design of the power plant so that we can have some better energy efficiency and some conservation as well. So in this is what we can, how we can uh, have energy conservation and electrical motors. We can have good motor efficiency. We can have watt losses. We can reduce the friction and windage losses. And this slide is about that. So finally, how we can reduce the energy conservation in electrical motors? The only way is by supplying proper voltage and running the motor on proper load. The efficiency of the motor can be increased. So advantages, as we already we have discussed in detail, <clears throat> that energy conservation can result in increased financial, capital, environmental quality, national security, personal security, and human comfort. Energy efficiency definitely saves money. It is environment friendly. It improves indoor air quality, and definitely it provides it provide longer lifespan to appliances. Thank you so much.
thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Mariam. It was uh, very nice to uh, listen to your talk. Um, and there was a lot of uh, relevant information, which is also concerning Nika at this point as well. Um, now I'll uh, hand over um, uh, the mic to our last speaker. Uh, he's the national project manager for uh, Nika uh, on a project uh, for energy efficient lighting. Uh, Mr. Ahmed Hussain. Yes, Salaam Alaikum. Um, hello, everyone. I'm really grateful uh, to Ms. Anusha for uh, inviting me to speak. Uh, this is a very important uh, subject. Uh, and uh, energy conservation and efficiency. These two are uh, very important subjects uh, for us in Pakistan. Uh, if you think about it, uh, we have been, not only us in Pakistan, but across the world, people have been using the natural resources very unmindfully, very wastefully. Uh, it's just the mindful consumption of the uh, natural resources that is now, we have realized that is needed because we have to leave a good legacy for the generations to come and for a brighter future for ourselves and for our coming generations. If you think about it, uh, you talk about anything. Uh, whatever comes through nature, be it water, be it, you name it. Uh, I mean, people lack this ability of being mindful users of these things. So yes, there are two things that we are working on. One is the conservation. Of course, that's an important part. Why? And the other one is creating efficiencies because we have already installed systems uh, which have been guzzling energy like anything. So that means uh, we have to work on the two frontiers, not only creating uh, conservations, but also efficiencies in the existing systems. Uh, I am working on a lighting project, which is more about uh, creating efficiency in the existing uh, lighting system. Of course, uh, uh, Dr. Nadeem just mentioned that there are uh, uh, there are no consumer, uh, let's say, committees uh, which can uh, uh, monitor uh, or verify, uh, let alone endorsing these things. Uh, of course, uh, these uh, smart sellers, they promote their products in the market as uh, being very energy efficient. And of course, they, they charge premium prices for them. Uh, we in the lighting, uh, okay, uh, I would not claim that there were no standards existing in Pakistan before this. But previously, there were standards, but we have uh, proposed uh, uh, new minimum energy performance standards to the PSQCA, the Pakistan Standards and Quality Control Authority, uh, to be enacted, uh, which I believe have uh, been uh, uh, accepted by PSQCA and will be notified soon. Uh, within this month, perhaps. That would mean that uh, now there is a central agency which is uh, uh, responsible for making these standards. And we will also, uh, through this, uh, the mandate of this authority, ensure that these are adhered to and that these standards are followed. That would uh, mean two things. Number one, 
a minimum standard would have been set for the products uh, that are being uh, marketed in Pakistan that are being sold here. Number two, the consumers will definitely get the value for the money that they are spending to buy a product. I mean, uh, uh, what Dr. Saab just mentioned was that uh, it's more of a, uh, people are just uh, uh, duping people by uh, charging them premium prices, but not selling uh, what uh, the price calls for. So that means uh, it was kind of a fleecing practice that was going on, but we are also putting this uh, monitoring verification and enforcement uh, regime into place because uh, as he uh, was mentioned earlier in uh, one of the presentations, endorsements will be required. That means that we have to register the people who are the sellers and they have to follow certain standards and they have to declare what kind of products that they are bringing in. Now, you can uh, um, imagine that uh, a lot of government agencies will be involved, like the Pakistan Customs, the FPR, and uh, even uh, uh, the PRAL, uh, which is one of the wings of uh, FPR. Uh, and then, of course, uh, once you enforce these things, uh, also, uh, grievances may also arise. So that means we'll also have to have tribunals, energy tribunals in place so that uh, nobody feels uh, that he has been uh, uh, wronged. All uh, while uh, uh, developing these uh, minimum energy performance standards, the most important step that NICA took was they involved all the stakeholders, especially from the market, so that everybody knows that what are they supposed to do and what is the government expecting from them? So it's a two-way strategy that is in place and uh, I'm uh, very happy to report that uh, this has been done. And uh, why uh, this project was put in place in the first uh, uh, instance was because eventually the conservation and efficiency that leads to as uh, Dr. Mariam just said it's environmental friendly. The, com the objective of the project is uh, to create efficiency in such a manner that uh, less fossil fuels are consumed for production of uh, uh, electricity. 15%, the UN consensus says that 15% of the energy is uh, consumed by uh, lighting only. So lighting, uh, as Mr. Assad also mentioned, uh, is the lowest hanging fruit but it's not so low hanging because you can understand that we have a good 200 million people uh, uh, using lighting. So the message has to go across. And well, this is a good effort uh, being done by Nika to put the message across to people that this is what is required now. We have to do it. So uh, that means, uh, uh, we are working in uh, various segments, uh, uh, like uh, we are also uh, uh, working on the building codes, which uh, conserve uh, uh, energy and or taking into consideration lighting also. We are working on this, uh, making proposals with this, uh, for this uh, Naya Pakistan housing scheme, wherein uh, the efficient lighting goes and uh, things like those. That, that means we are working on uh, many aspects 
uh, and which, some of which have been covered by not only uh, Dr. Nadeem and but also by uh, Dr. Mariam. So I'm really uh, very thankful uh, for all of you to participate and uh, to come at least to have this concept of conservation and then um, the contributing into a, a positively into the economy of uh, our country. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Hassan Saab. Thank you, everyone, um, for listening to the very um, uh, uh, mind-opening uh, talk about energy efficiency and conservation by our experts um, on the panel. Uh, the house is now open for the questions. Um, if somebody wants to ask a question, please unmute yourself and um, ask the question, please. And please also identify who would you like to ask the question. Uh, it would be better if you use hand raise option to ask your question. Thank you. Sure. sure. Um, if there are no questions, like there are some comments, uh, like uh, from Mr. Muhammad Abdul Khan as well. Uh, you know, like uh, point out solar energy potential, demand and supply of. demand and supply of electricity, uh, focus kiya ja sake. This, uh, I just um, pointed out in my session that um, although we are getting um, surplus in terms of energy capacity available over here, um, or but it doesn't, um, but it does not mean that we should stop um, going towards renewables. Definitely, it's the the cleanest and now one of the cheapest source of energy as well. Uh, but uh, like we uh, mostly we are focusing on the behavioral aspects and it's the flip side of energy efficiency, solar and other uh, getting into hybrid mod or backup supplies for electricity because solar is not there throughout the day. Then you have battery storage systems. Another aspect of energy efficiency have to be addressed. Uh, what which batteries are efficient and then the energy management systems have to be brought in place. Similarly, wind is intermittent source of energy not available throughout the year. Certain uh, so, um, so still, like um, they can augment, they can they can never become the uh, give you the base load. Uh, they are giving in many countries. They can give us, but keeping in view our infrastructure over here, the grid uh, protocols and how the the power system sector is being managed. So, keeping that thing reality in view, like um, um, we definitely have to go uh, with a like a proper balanced approach, and, and uh, uh, the main thrust should be on. The behavioral aspect, be it be solar, be it be any source of energy at the end of the day. Thank you so much, uh, Asit. Um, I think we are. Are we are we done? Um, Afia, are you there? Uh, Madam Mr. Adnan want to ask a question. He has used hand raise option. Uh, 
Uh, okay, go ahead. Please. I, I could not see the hand raise option, so maybe you can, um, uh, you know, moderate this session if you would like. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Adnan here. Uh, I'm a student of economic and finance in Pied. My um, question is that we have regulatory authorities, hai, uh, excise and taxation, hai, transportation authorities. Hai. तो वो क्यों रूल्स को यानी कि जो गाड़ियां जो पुरानी चल रही हैं रोड से नहीं हटाते क्यों वो इनफिशिएंटली काम कर रहे हैं और क्यों ताकि हम इसके इसके जरिए एनर्जी को इंप्रूव कर सकें तो सर कुड यू आंसर प्लीज Nadim sir, would you like to please? Uh, Doc sir, can you please unmute yourself? We cannot hear you. Is it okay now? Yes. Yes, please. So, regarding Adnan's question, I mean, I would like to highlight that, uh, of course, these bodies are there, but unfortunately, uh, uh, compliance is an issue. So if there are certain uh, uh, regulations, th those are not being complied. And uh, and the secondly, of course, there is a, uh, another issue that uh, most of the time you don't have any, I mean, uh, uh, concrete uh, regulations for uh, some of uh, these kind of, uh, I mean, uh, possibilities or where you can simply, uh, I mean, force them to discard those buses or those vehicles. But it's quite unfortunate, and uh, until uh, there is not, I mean, any kind of uh, organized movement from NICA or from citizens, it would not be possible. Over to you, Anusha. Like, I would also like to like. Mr. Khalid Parvez wanted to ask a question. Yes, this is Khalid Parvez here from Alavasa Textile Mill. I am here manager power, uh, power and utility. I am looking here. So my question is this for Despite, industrial... Uh, the legislation uh, about the motor vehicle examination, which is there in place, but still like um, that was not uh, implemented in full spirit. Uh, the main point, uh, like uh, the Punjab VIX vehicle inspection and certification system was also initiated. The 33 centers were established across Pakistan. And that, uh, so that was like one of the area where sometimes the legislations are there. Sometimes the organizations become operational. Um, it's also something related to the government priorities, like how to give, uh, set the business trend. And uh, that's how like we... Hello? Uh, vehicle in inspection certification system. So, so that is something like um, uh, the, the allocation of budgets to keep the good initiative sustaining. That's also the key where, uh, where we need to sensitize the PND departments and other uh, provincial um, uh, like policy makers and decision makers to understand the importance of uh, um, uh, like, uh, like sustaining the important initiatives which are directly related to 
the uh, the common household and not for their future for their safety for uh, for the roadworthiness keeping the infrastructure safe secure and uh, because to, to avoid the recurring cost of, uh, on the construction and operations of the roads and so there are so many other aspects um, which uh, needs to be uh, looked at and opening the uh, platform for the private sector to come in where their role is although under the punjab bix um, system the private sector was given an opportunity but again public private partnerships have to be sustained and similarly nico also like again thinking to have the tune up centers established through bankable financing schemes leasing schemes where instrumented tune up of vehicles is one of the area which we have uh, like implemented in the past uh, when we uh, and similarly we also aim it to continue with the trainings of the roadside mechanics auto electricians and uh, to get them equipped with the latest hybrid mode of vehicles and then similarly the evs the other stuff in hot uh, thing in town so we are also like trying to focus on that aspect uh, in, ter in terms of the the role which has been defined for the nika in the elect ev policy so we are working with nepro on that for setting the tariff and hopefully you will see the hearing coming up on their side and we'll together like address all these future aspects of uh, transport related concerns as well um bringing standardization and making the things commercially viable for the private sector as well thank you Uh, thank you so much, Asad. Uh, Doctor uh, Maryam, do you have any final words to uh, add to the discussion? Thank you so much for arranging this session. Uh, Doctor Saiba, we can. Your your voice is bouncing back, so if maybe you can um, just mute yeah. one of your speakers. Dr. are you are you there? Yes, can you hear me now? Yes, we can we can hear you. Please carry on. Exactly. So I just want to pay thanks uh, for Nika and all other honorable participants and the speakers. It was really a nice session and that created awareness. And I would like to uh, appreciate my students as well who have attended this session. And <clears throat> I hope that we have been able to create some awareness in the students as well so that they can be well aware how they can be a good participant for uh, energy conservation and how they can use their resources at university and at home as being and good uh, energy efficient users yes there is a question uh, they are asking some question i can see some uh, some questions in the chat box okay um, we have a question from mr khalid parvez um, Khalid Parvez, would you like to uh, unmute yourself and ask your question, please? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, ma'am. This is Khalid Parvez from Alavsar Textile Mills. I am looking here, captive power plant. Uh, I am. Uh, my question is this: Have you some any uh, plan for energy ordered for industry, industrial purpose, something special or customized scope? Have you uh, deal something like that? 
Um, thank you, Khalid Sahib. Uh, Asad will answer your question kindly. Thank you very much for asking this very um, important question. Uh, I just like mentioned in my talk earlier that that one of the ongoing initiative as per the cabinet committee on energy decision was captive power plant ki energy uh, audits and assessments through engineering consulting firms. So already on one side we have uh, like written to all the um, all the industries uh, to respond to us and uh, and submit their uh, submit the information as as we have requested through our performer um, and similarly um, side pe hamara jo procurement process individual and consulting firms ka board so that's also like at advanced stage and uh, besides that we have been like conducting the energy audits on cost sharing basis or there are the donor agencies we join free of cost assessments audits like like under the act it's not only about again conservation we have to certain set, set, uh, settle certain benchmarks so just like for instance you have your textile unit uh, love textile industries or if it is a spinning unit so uh, our benchmarks and norms would also be, are also later on going to be focusing on kilowatt hour per kg of fabric ya aapka kitna jo jo bhi end unit product nikalta hai to uske benchmarks pe we have to focus um, uh, as well but right now in terms of captive power units the, the benchmarks have already been given by the cabinet committee on energy and uh, we are having daily interaction with two to three organizations on nine to and sensitizing them and bringing them the uh, bringing the uniformity in the reporting structure because the IPPs are okay who heat rates on says those are about to be lucky or international standardization came with a big joe and who up new working career or as me or BGTB and CP codes on Kobe so much they have a guy that they can Joe okay CPPs and maybe Shumar as a hand okay sir volumetric basis pay efficiency benchmark yeah price key basis pay benchmarks they create a overall efficiency of the genset course that are focused maker they but definitely pricing is also one of the indicator which gives the figure that how much meter cube of gas you are consuming to get the one unit of one unit generated so that is something like on keeping that thing in view I'm a parallel train the trainer program be launched here where this key last date ninth December that your participants Joe's criteria paper author thing you being the technical person you see the eligibility criteria and please you have my website Jesse of janky www.nika.gov.pk so immediately on the pop-up window you will see the train the trainer program and you can go there and have a look at the criteria and please fulfill it and submit your form today if you want to like be part of that train the trainers program for under the national certification scheme for energy auditors and managers thank you um, thank you so much, Asad, and uh, thank you all the speakers uh, uh, for joining us, and thank you all the participants and energy experts and experts from all the concerning fields. Um, so now we are um, finished uh, with the time limit that we had for the webinar. Um, I would hand over the mic to uh, Afia. Um, Afia, would you like to take okay. over from here? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Anusha, and thank you, Nika, and all the speakers. It was very informative session. No doubt there are regulations, as said by many speakers, there is a need for strict implementation. 
Okay, now thank you to all the participants and uh, looking forward uh, to more such collaborations with Nika. Okay, thank you so much, G, and Allah Hafiz. Thank you, Allah Hafiz.